Can I celebrate Christmas and Easter? Some Christians take it for granted that we celebrate two major holy days, Christmas and Easter. We have not always had these holidays, nor do all Christians celebrate them. So what's the deal? Is it a good idea? The issue is further complicated by these holidays, or something like them, that were once associated with pagan worship. A cursory glance at the scriptures will teach us very clearly that we have no right to mix the worship of God with our own inventions or mix worship of other gods into the worship of the God of gods. So, are we syncretizing, that mixing, pagan and Christian worship with Christmas and Easter? The basics. The first thing we need to say as we come to this topic is that no Christian is bound to celebrate special feast days, holy days, etc. No one should bind your conscience to feel as if you're less Christian or unfaithful if you do not go through traditions or attend special church services at these times. In Romans chapter 14, verses 5 to 6, it says, Let one person, sorry, <clears throat> let me start again. One person esteems one day better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God. While the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. The only day that is held apart as a special day in the New Testament is the Lord's Day, the day that Christ rose. So, Sunday has a special place on the Christian psyche. Yet, even there, we are not given special instructions that we must perpetually worship God on that day. Instead, we have a pattern of believers from the New Testament down through the ages gathering and using that day for their regular church gatherings. It's not a law but it's a natural pattern that Christians usually fall into where possible. Of other holidays or seasons, there are none that we are instructed on. Okay, so I don't need to jump on board with Christmas or Easter, but can I if I want to? The short answer is yes, with a few provisos. The pagan problem. One of the key issues about celebrating Christmas and Easter is the question about whether there is a connection between what we do now and what came before the Christian version of these celebrations. We must remember that God owns the calendar and the world. It is a good thing if times and places and activities once dedicated to false gods are sanctified by being torn down, so to speak, and then have godly worship replace them. In the AD 700s, sorry, yeah, AD 700s, Boniface famously brought the gospel to Germany by cutting down a sacred oak dedicated to Thor and using the wood to build a church building. He took that which was devoted to false worship, but belonged to God, and used it to help people to worship the true God, Yahweh. There is something powerfully symbolic in the action, similar to that of Jerusalem once being a site of false worship and God's enemies, a holdout of stubborn evil, evil in the midst of the land. Yet, it became the place where God met with his people in worship. 
in our calendar, any day is a good day to worship God through Jesus Christ. It's all his. That certain days and times of year have been misused in the past does not forever taint them from being used in a God-glorifying way after we have put away the previous use. A Muslim who converts to Christianity may still pray five times a day at set hours, but he will be praying to the true God and his prayers will contain different content. His prayers have been redeemed. They are now sanctified and offered in proper worship where once they were not. He no longer faces a specific direction or does other ritualistic actions, yet he still kneels, he still prays aloud, etc., just as God permits and encourages his people to do. Many false forms of religion and worship contain elements of worship that mimic right worship of the Lord. These elements can be washed of their misuse and put to their proper use to glorify God. Note that even now we use the ancient pagan names for the days of the week, where each of them is as associated with pagan deities. For example, Thor's Day, we now call Thursday. Odin or Woden's Day is Wednesday. We understand that despite these ancient associations, we are free from the baggage that they carry, free to pursue the Lord and his will on earth as it is in heaven. We pledge no allegiance to them by using these names in this way. The etymology of Easter has to do with dawn, the coming of the light, which is what we see in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That the word potentially has ancient roots associated with fertility worship does not mean that we are taking on board that, that in the remembrance of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. In most languages around the world, Easter is instead called Passover, or some variation thereof. But whichever word we use, we're using it to designate a particular time that we set aside from the daily routines to remember and thank God for Jesus and his active obedience. I prefer to talk of Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday because it avoids any potential negative connotations. And English speakers would look at me funny if I called it Pascha or Passover. By the way, ancient fertility worship is tied to spring. And in the Southern Hemisphere, down here, we celebrate Easter in autumn. So there's even more disconnection for potential ancient pagan associations. The content of our celebration. So, we're free to, or not to, have special days of worship. Times, seasons, language, all belong to God and can be redeemed for his service. The last thing we need to note is that the content of our worshipful celebration needs to be aligned with what God says. When pagan people become Christians, they don't just swap out the words for their false gods with the name of the true God and just carry on. No, their old ways of worship are given up, and the new, pure and true worship of Yahweh replaces it. So if we are worshipping God on any special day, we have set aside for that purpose the content and style needs to conform to what God says he wants us to do. Giving eggs and toys are not part of the worship of God and should not be confused with it. Speaking of which, we should examine the secondary traditions we have around these celebrations and make sure they fit inside the envelope of Christian freedom. But the other things we traditionally do on these days, such as meet together, sing, 
Read scripture, pray, praise, remember, celebrate the Lord's Supper, fellowship, eat together. All these things are things that Christians can and should do with thankfulness in our hearts. We're free to do this on any day. If our society has a habit of celebrating some particular sin or evil on one day, it is no sin to celebrate godly things in a godly way on that same day as an alternative to what others are doing. It gives Christians an opportunity to worship in protest, so to speak. It also shows that we are set apart as holy to God. So, if we have the freedom to worship on any day, and if we can get the content right, we need not have any fear about mixing with pagan worship. Yes, we should take care not to let extra-biblical worship practices creep in, but there's no need to worry about going to church on Good Friday or Christmas. <laughs>